I have a question now. Yeah. Well, okay. We're Are you guys okay with burning this candle that I brought? Yes. That is it's supposed to candle? smell like space. Can I smell it really yeah. quickly? You can smell it, yes. How do I open it? I didn't know. Oh, I brought this. Why is it so hard to open? I don't know. It's because it, maybe it's like you can bring it into space. Yeah, probably a space. I'm candle. pretty sure you cannot. <laughs> I haven't sure. worked at NASA recently. Um, it smells like, like what a nice man would smell like. That's I feel like apparently what space smells what like. What space is okay, supposed to smell so like? So maybe yeah. I'm attracted I'm, I'm to space. So okay, let's. Somebody, somebody, attracted to space. somebody please bring know. that up. Is film like milk? Yes. It's got culture in it. And it's mm. damn it. <laughs> Whole milk, skim milk. Medium milk. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk Could me? Could you milk me? Hi, welcome back to Aged Like Milk, the podcast where we talk about films that have aged like milk in the mind fridge of your mind. I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Paris Herbert Taylor, and with me as ever is David William Rogers. We're back in the studio, baby. Come on. <laughs> we are. We're sitting across from each other. Love, love it. The energy is. We're vaxxed. We're ready. We're yeah. ready to do it. Um, we also have a, another guest with us, David. That would be Corbin Cox, aka Winner, aka my roommate, aka very talented director, actor, and a couple other hyphens. I would say in there, hey. There's there's a few hyphens. <laughs> I don't <laughs> actually know who Corbin Cox is. I know who Crobin Cox is. <laughs> Crobin. Yes. Um, my friend Crobin, who yes is a director. He moved to LA. I think like a week before the pandemic. Is that correct? Yeah, I moved here about a month before oh, Corona did. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm, yeah. So you've really gotten to enjoy LA at its fullest. Oh yeah, yeah, for approximately 27 days. <laughs> Excellent. Wow. Well, welcome to the podcast, Crobin. <laughs> Thank um, you. David. Tell us what movie we are talking about, and then we will talk about this handsome hair bond gentleman <laughs> sitting right beside me. He's so good looking, I might fuck the synopsis up. <laughs> but okay, so Interstellar 2014, directed by Christopher Nolan and writers Jonathan and Christopher Nolan. Never heard of them. Well, look them up because they're okay. <laughs> They're pretty good. <laughs> They're pretty good. Um, and what's the film about, David? This film. Okay, so we start in, we have a gentleman and his family. The world is kind of in a disarray. Um, there's a little bit of food shortage. Everybody's putting their time and energy and expertise into farming to keep the world population going. We get a little interesting facts here and there on how we got to this point. But the next step is for uh, humans to go to space right we got to find um another planet to get our catch our breath for humanity to catch our breath so they're looking to the stars um matthew mcconaughey who plays cooper our hero in this movie stumbles upon nasa and we'll talk about how he finds them and he he reaches out to them they ask him to be their pilot on this mission it's a quick turnaround time. He has to leave his kids because they're leaving like the, within a couple days. And they get into this wormhole. They find three planets. Um, they're on this mission called Exodus. With He's with a couple other astronauts. And they are chasing down this former Lazarus mission that they sent about 11, 10 or 11 astronauts into space looking for habitable planets. They pick three that they're still getting messaging from and they get into some things. We see a couple new worlds that are pretty fantastic and some things happen with time dimension, gravity. We'll get into the science of it, but it's a pretty interesting and fantastic film. 
Great. I think that's a very concise synopsis. So Corbin slash Crobin Cox, um, <laughs> who are you? Why are you here? Um, well, because I'm very good friends with both of you, I was asked to have the honor of coming on. Um, but I am a uh, filmmaker, but more specifically a writer, director, and DP specializing in narrative-based visuals. So you know that commercial uh, in the Super Bowl for Ford with the F-150 ripping around in the desert and yeah. the guy like wakes up from the dream uh, and gets into his full circle F-150 truck? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't make that. <laughs> I did not direct that. But that's the kind of stuff that I do like to do. Um, I just, you know, whether it be directing commercial work or one of my favorite things, music videos, I think it just all comes back to the story, and I consider myself a storyteller. You are a storyteller. Wow. And you act a little bit, correct? Are you going down I that have, path? I have been dabbling in yeah. acting. Yes, I've always had a, obviously, you know, yeah. uh, love for it. But, yeah, now actually diving now into it. Now you move it. to L.A., and yeah. you're like, you know what I need to do is become an actor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not just an actor, but becoming Meisner trained. Yes, Meisner. yes, Meisner trained. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So that's that's been a fun new experience for me, kind of getting on the other side of the camera. And it gives you a whole view, that top view of every single angle, I would assume. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Well, I just want to congratulate us here at Age Like Milk from just going from strength to strength when it comes to guests. Because like last week we had Barry Battles, director of a movie with like, you know, Eva Longoria and Billy Bob Thornton. And this week we have your roommate, which is just so fun for us. I'm really glad. And there's just... There's, no drop off. No, no way. that's what I'm saying. Like we're just going from strength to strength on this podcast. Just like the guests yeah. just keep rolling in. And it's like with Barry, he found actors like Travis and the kid from Maze Runner, right? Mm -hmm. And then they took off. And Corbin's gonna put his stamp on LA, and we got him before he beginning. takes off. Yeah, I yeah. love mm. that journey for all of us. Yeah. It's Me great. too. And it's this is almost, gonna be a breakout year for all three of yeah. us. It's yeah. like finding yeah. finding new planets almost. Yeah. yeah, almost like going to a planet where like a beacon is like calling to you and mm. then finding out that it's actually really lush mm. and tons of water, really mm. good place to be. Yeah. But before we get into talking about the film, last week I got a lot of comments about the Alabama section, a little bit trivia, people love it. Fun fact about you two is you're both from Wisconsin. And you wouldn't know because Crobin is definitely not holding a Bucks koozie and I'm wearing a David, Packers shirt. And you're wearing a Bucks, and a hat. Bucks hat. So yeah. it's very subtle. Um, you would never <laughs> guess. But I have some trivia. Are you guys ready? So ready. All right. I will assign the questions. David. Yes. What was the original capital of Wisconsin? Oh, that's easy. Um, I want to say, was it? It wasn't Milwaukee, was it? No. Do you know? It was um, Rome. Sheboygan. <laughs> Incorrect. The answer is Belmont. Oh, Belmont. Which is a place that I don't know. I guess it yeah, is. Never been. I've still never even heard of it. Mm -mm. Okay, great. Yeah. Crobin. Yes. Though known for cheese, what fruit is Wisconsin the largest exporter of? Uh, that's easy. Cranberries? Yes! <laughs> oh my correct. god! Question mark. Fun fact about little side snippet about cranberries, they don't exist in um, Europe or Asia. Weird. Yeah, it's only a North American. I will continent. admit that I did not know what they were yeah. until. And I thought that was a part of my like random upbringing. No, well, like, they don't exist. That's crazy. Over there. Yeah. There you go. Literally never seen a cranberry farm, so. I've only seen them in 
Well, I don't actually think that's real. I've seen the ads where the guy's like wading through the water, and I'm yeah. pretty sure that's not how cranberries are made. Yeah, that's pretty, how we make them. It's all just movie okay. magic. All right. <laughs> that's all. David. Yes, here I am. What's the oldest city in Wisconsin? Oh, that is easy. Milwaukee? <laughs> it's Green Bay. No way. 1634. Go Pack Go. Go Pack wow. Go. I wonder if Aaron Rodgers knows that answer. What is the official state dance? Uh, is it the polka? It is the oh, polka. My, I'm sitting next to her, but I promise you I cannot <laughs> see the answers. I swear. Oh, it's got to be polka. Polka, polka. I'm like 0 for 9 in this trivia. Well, okay, so these are two made-up Wisconsin words. I don't know if this is bullshit from the internet, but David, do you know what a whooping soccer is? (laughs) What? Okay, so I found there was these two words, and it was like, they're only from Wisconsin, and they're like slang, like local words. And then one of them, maybe I'm saying it wrong, but whooping soccer Whooping soccer. I, I, Whoop, it's, I don't know. Say it in your Milwaukee accent. Whooping soccer. I, I, I have no idea. Apparently, it means anything extraordinary. And that's like a word from Wisconsin. You got no fucking clue. Hell no. Okay. We're bringing it back. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whooping soccer of an episode. Oh, that's mm. a... Day, uh, Corbin, what is a wapatuli? Uh, that's when you take a, a football and a frying pan and you go outside in the winter time and I, I honestly don't know <laughs> I thought you had something so I, was gonna, close. I was gonna back it whatever you said I yeah. was gonna put a stamp that's on that's really close but yeah. it's actually apparently what you guys it's like a slang word for like a homemade drink so I don't know if that's bullshit I hope people from Wisconsin listen to this and they're like that's yeah lame I, and they, shit I don't know it could be like a you know northern Wisconsin thing I have no idea northwest but there is one go. that everyone says it's ope like O P E. Like, oh, watch out. Exactly. That's a big we, one. We yeah. say O P E. I thought that was everything. like a Midwest thing. That's eh, Wisconsin. Yeah, right. We're claiming that one. We're taking that Back one. Back off. So, this movie, uh, Christopher Nolan directed it. It's about the space. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's you guys know. It's a ride. Know. It's a ride. It's a it a is ride. a ride. Yeah. Talk to me about the science of this film, David. Okay. So, when we're, when we're thinking about it, Okay, so you're talking wormholes, you're talking black holes, right? So some of the stuff I read, um, the main difference between a black hole and a wormhole, the main difference is that no object can theoretically get back out after entering a black hole's event horizon. And they talk a little bit about Gargantua, right? That was the black hole um, in the movie. Uh, The threshold where speed needed to escape a black hole's gravitational pull exceeds the speed of light. Right. So where whereas an object entering a wormhole could theoretically theoretically reverse course or you could pass through it. So which they did. Right. Um, There's that scene um, with Matthew McConaughey, uh, Cooper and uh, Romilly. Mm -hmm. Romilly. Romilly. Yeah. And he's like, what is that? He's like, oh, it's a sphere. He's like, yeah. What do you think it would be? He's like, well, in illustrations, it's a circle and he shows that piece of paper how to get through so that was that's that's the wormhole and they it, it, it was placed there 40 years prior right yeah like 49 years yeah because they were starting to get some gravitational they placed it yeah, yeah yeah when his daughter murph when they're in nasa it's like oh there's a disturbance or whatever like in her room and that one dude perks up he's like wait disturbance what are you talking about um and that's that's when they start saying similar things have been happening once they figured out this wormhole was placed mm. there 40 years prior. 
So this, um, they actually used Kip Thorne. Kip Thorne, which he, is a great actually, name for a scientist. He yeah. was in on the, you know, like the final like script approval. He's, basically, he's credited as he story by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. wrote a book, like uh, mm-hmm. a very good selling book called like the, you know, the science of Interstellar. Mm-hmm. And um, I read a couple articles where him and uh, Christopher Nolan were going back and forth, like on a couple parts. But he said, "Do not make them break the speed of yeah. light." Right, yeah, I saw it, that they had yeah. a fight about it for There's two weeks. Yeah, yeah, which is he wanted the you, science to be real. Yeah, and this is based in that. And some of the we'll talk a bit about how the movie was made, but he was in on that as well, creating this uh, wormhole and gargantua. So one thing I did have a problem with in the film, though, to be completely honest with you, is there's a quite a bit of expository science stuff, like. We were laughing watching it. Like, these are scientists. They don't have to explain to each other how a wormhole works. I mean, it's obviously, like, movie making, so you realize that it's, like, for the audience. But Cooper's not a scientist. He's a pilot. True, but he's an engineer. Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know if engineers know know, a lot about wormholes. I don't know a ton. Yeah. So engineers, you can have an engineer for a variety of different um, fields. So... But some of it, I mean, listen, like they're out in space, like there's not a lot of ways to slip this into the conversation. So you did have a lot of times where the crew was like, and this thing and this thing. And they're like, oh, really? And it's like, you're in a fucking spaceship. Like, I feel like you should have a basic understanding of what the fuck is going on. What does this button do? Corbin's laughing hysterically because he knows I'm right. That's something that kind of I caught too. um, The first time I watched it, Uh, you know, this this scientist is explaining to another scientist how a wormhole works. And he's just like, oh, I get it now. But give me, are you talking but listen, about for Cooper? I, for Cooper, Because yeah. Cooper's just a pilot. He trained to fly for these missions. No, I don't he buy that for a second. If you're an uh, astronaut, you have to yeah. have a basic understanding of like... He wasn't an astronaut yet, right? He was the he one... He was training I thought he, he was the one that was like supposed... Like, they were like you're the only one that's left the stratosphere. Yeah. So in theory... Yeah, but he was training for these missions. I, right? And to, to, to journey out into space, uh, to be an explorer. And the gravitational anomaly is what caused his so crash. you're telling but me... I'm saying, I don't think... He was saying like the illustrations, right? I just, I'm just pushing back that I think they did it. <laughs> they did it. He's like getting... Of, he's like leaving his entire family behind. He's like getting into the spaceship and he's like, hey, uh, just quickly before you get... <laughs> before, before you strap in, let me just quickly tell yeah. you what's going to happen what's up there. Happen yeah. Here. I mean, like it's a... Almost a three-hour movie. You gotta kind of, you gotta kind of brush it up. So you're telling me when he went into the the classroom and there's all those like scribbles on the wall and like all the equation, he wasn't just like, listen, you're a smart guy, professor. Just give me like a quick update. No, no, no. I want to be in the spaceship and getting a fucking black hole. But that's what he was saying. Plan A. No, I'm not. I'm not talking about that. I just thought it was funny that yeah, like he's staring at like he's literally in space. He's the furthest away from humanity that he could be, and he's like, "What? You thought it would be a circle? Like, (laughs) dude, I'm shitting my pants. I'm about to go through a space hole in the sky." After he crashed and NASA got defunded, (laughs) maybe they didn't get to that chapter on spherical wormholes. Yeah, and it was he just he got busy farming. I get it. But it is interesting. uh, We're talking about like his. His the uh, the board with all the equations on it, and then Plan B, right, was the five thousand fertilized eggs. The population bomb. Yeah, how funny is that? It's called Plan B. Oh, and it's <laughs> with, literally with a bunch eggs. of fetuses. Yeah. That's good. Catch. I That's good. That. That's a good catch. I've seen this movie quite a few yeah, times, yeah. and I've never. I was laughing. That. I was like, oh, oh, I'm <laughs> in my I know things. <laughs> Sh- shove it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, you had some notes about the science part of it. What were um, your thoughts about it? 
Yeah, I mean, just kind of touching on your point again, um, I think it's, as a sci-fi movie, using physics and theories to make the movie seem so real, I mean, the science is right throughout the whole, Mm -hmm. for the most part, um, the science is right throughout the whole thing. Time dilation, relativity, Einstein's curvature of space, tidal waves on Miller's planet, um, which was orbiting so close to Gargantua. Um, But yeah, I mean, just no other film has ever shown it so purposefully and so brilliantly to in my opinion. Every time it's like this it's like the the cliche of space, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. this film they like really were I mean the fact that they had this physicist Kip Thorne involved from the beginning and also then you were saying like, you know, he was an EP and he was we'll talk about it in a little bit, but he was involved in a lot of the filmmaking too to make sure that visually things looked good and yeah. how they would actually right. look. But it, it is uh, some of the science um, that I looked up, there is no evidence that wormholes exist. Yeah to date um but they do there are like they've taken i think pictures of black holes and they think that a black hole exists in the center of most galaxies do you mind if i burn this candle the one that says space space on it it? what does it supposed to smell like space it actually does okay it's supposed to smell like space let's do it can i I smell it real quick before honestly i feel like that smells like how matthew mcconaughey would smell you want to have a little sniff Mm, delicious that's a cooper candle yeah I mean, I always thought that space was the supposed to supposed to smell like nothing. Burning meat, actually. <laughs> burning meat. What? Is what yeah. your head goes Where's the to? theory coming I've from? I've done a lot of research. <laughs> okay. It's gargantuan. Smells like a barbecue. <laughs> I thought it would smell like a hospital waiting room, like just a bunch of nothing. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, I would go with that too. Very like um, a very sterile. Sterile. No- I mean, yeah. well, first of all. We are never going to find out what space smells like because yeah. if we try to smell it, we'll fucking die. Speak for yourself. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, He's working on a plan. I've got something cooking. <laughs> I got something cooking. Like, can I can I pose a question yes. to the audience? Well, I would wish you would. Uh, to, and by that I mean you guys. So where is my drink? First of all, that is I think it's right here oh, in the middle. Oh. There you go. Oh wow! Look at that. Next okay. to space. I'll take just it just glistening. gently. Okay. The singularity drink. The singularity. Here it is. It's um, probably disgusting because someone else made it for me. Oh. Mm. All right. So they mention the teacher. Uh, Cooper goes to Murph's school and she gets in trouble for bringing one of his old textbooks. Mm-hmm. They mention Apollo missions being fake to bankrupt the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. which is just an amazing way to phrase that in this movie and to, to incorporate that. Do you guys think the U.S. could have faked the Apollo missions in the moon landing? Potentially. Go Do you ahead, think it, yeah. I mean, I think it may have been possible, but... My gut says it wouldn't have been possible back in 1969 with the technology that it would have required and the, the film, the camera technology, I should say. Um, it's more possible to land a man on a moon than to fake in 1969. <laughs> uh, is that what you're saying? The cameras were pretty yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. But I we can definitely so. send a man into space. I mean, and that makes me sound like I don't believe in the moon landing. I want to say that I do believe in the moon landing, but I will say that, like, I love a good conspiracy theory and I've definitely analyzed the footage and the photos that one has been one that i've dove into myself as well but um i don't think it was fake okay Do so you? my my thought this process is the part where we realize we have to drop david as a friend because he believes all these crazy <laughs> no, not, things. right so yeah, my thought right, process is for... my thought process is could it happen right and that's why i pose the question that way so i had some like exam in college and they even asked this and i was like potentially like i'm not saying we didn't land on the moon at some point i'm saying could they 
in the space race could right. we have faked just the first one to say we got there first i think that's a total think yeah it's, it's possible exactly we went around then but i my understanding is that that time was very scary and dicey and it was like the ussr was so close to basically taking over the world and figuring out bombs and and mm-hmm. it was you know I mean, would the would America do something like that? Never. They're such an honest <laughs> and loving nation. Yeah. So to that point in the in the movie, um, they said that they tried. NASA wanted to drop bombs on the population, right? Um, so do you think they put this as the narrative so that the government in the movie could create the narrative to coincide with defunding NASA? So yeah. That right? makes sense. Yeah. yeah, so they said that those are old federal uh, textbooks. Right. We replaced those with updated information. Oh. So in this this government, the U.S. government in this movie is saying like, hey, we need to take the funding out of NASA. Let's say that this never happened right. and that the moon landing was fake so we can have another reason to defund them and say like we've, we've just been doing this as like a, a project, a fun project over the time. Right, and Cooper says, we used to look up at the sky and wonder at our place in the stars. Now we just look down and worry about our place in the dirt. And I feel like that's a great segue to talk about the world that we're really dropped into in this film, which is a world with dust storms. In fact, they have these um, voiceovers that are actually people from the 1930s Dust Bowl, I think yeah, it is. Film. Yeah, Yeah, and it's like, and you realize, I mean, it. we know it's a sci-fi movie, but it's kind of like, it kind of tricks us into like where we are in history. But I assen- love that part of this movie. Right, mm-hmm. but essentially we're dropped into a film where everyone's a farmer because food is so scarce and the population has massively decreased. He says something, I think it's John Lithgow's character says, can you believe there were 6 billion of us? And it's like, wait, hang on a second. Let's have any of there are now. Did you look up the population when we had 6 billion? Cause we're like over 7 billion now. Oh, I didn't know. Like 6 no. billion was what, years ago. T- 2010 or something. So yeah. Or earlier. Yeah. I, um, I'd have to look it up but again. It, but the world that we live in in this film is like one with drought and famine and like essentially the only crop that is thriving is corn. Mm-hmm. And no one who, he goes to the school like you mentioned and he's talking about his daughter Murph, but then he has his son there and he's like, is there any chance of him going to university? Cause he's obviously a highly educated man himself. And they say he's gonna make a great farmer cause that's what we need, we need farmers. And yeah, so let's talk about the world that we find ourselves in, because David, I know you had some thoughts about the yeah, climate so change aspect. A couple of things with climate change. I mean, and I'm I'm not saying Thanos was right. I'm just saying I understand. Okay, with too much too much population, too many people in the world, to uh, less natural resources that we're eating up every day. Right. So a couple of things stuck out to me. One, why could you not have some kind of plastic awning surrounding your house. They got to close their windows. They got to turn the plates right. over, right? They you can put a huge, fence. huge pole above your house and construct almost like kind of like a green, some um, pop-up greenhouses look. You can have some mm. clear plastic um, that covers like a larger section that can cover your whole house and then have some like flappy doors or whatever, right? So when that dust kicks up, it doesn't matter. It's never going to get in your no, house. No, 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 no. So they, kinda... s- they can send people into wormholes, but they can't get the thin plastic sheets. Essentially, exactly. that's the world we live in. Yeah. There is no way. David, you're crazy. <laughs> to, to, to have no, that done. Yeah. You're done. I feel like, you know. With, no, no, no. What you should Cooper's do is you should money. put your plates upside down so the dust don't, doesn't get on your food. Right. And then these kids are breathing it in and having a bunch of respiratory issues. If they did that, David, they would have never figured out about the gravity and the 
they would have never this movie was over before it began true. true true i mean there were the books but yeah no but that he, wasn't the coordinates because essentially he finds out how to get to this secret lair with uh lines and like remember and it's like yeah, oh it's Morse code. yeah with uh, and that's why he throws a quarter down mm-hmm. and that's how you find them so yeah valid i'm just saying no you're smart if you want like to uh, you and i would have had a different setup yeah exactly but they, these guys cooper and the tesseract would have had to show us a different different way right. at that right. point how to get to nasa yeah. and then one of the other parts is so you're talking like hydroponics and that's some of the articles i read like you're telling me like we can grow a bunch of marijuana in a clean room right because the, the the fact is the blight and that's why they got to well, they the blight part. is fed on our our atmosphere is eighty percent nitrogen and 78, the bl- yeah. seventy eight and the blight multiplies that way. Well, it yeah it can. Uh, function but yeah, and are breathe, you telling me that we can't nitrogen. we can't create underground places well, that are underground you know. or just above ground, but that are sealed off? Right. Like uh, there's a ton of businesses that have clean rooms and they're they're decently expensive, but nothing gets in there. They're, the filtration sh- systems are amazing. So if you have okra and it's on its last leg. I don't know if it's a dirt issue in minerals, but you feel like you could replicate those somehow. But you could get them in a clean room, and you could keep that surviving without blight ever getting into there. You could have so many steps of people that work in that facility and closed off, right, where um, you're getting all those contaminants out before people but get into But we never that. really understand. Like, you know, you raise two very valid points, but we don't truly – we're not really given a full insight into what this world is. Like, if it was a fight with the Soviets – maybe we've been set back 50 years. You know what I mean? Because at one point, John Lithgow's character says, you were born 40 years too late and 40 years too Too early to Cooper. So maybe this is a scenario. And I think the beauty of the film is that Chris Nolan never goes into like, where are we exactly? Mm. But we could have been in a world where they've had to rebuild the population. They've basically just had to survive. Doesn't really jive with the whole, like, we have a secret NASA, we can send you into space yeah. kind of storyline. Well, c- kind of, but the, the second part of that is, so that's just, say they get, like, the hydroponics or they have clean rooms where they can keep okra alive. Because he mentions, uh, what is it, Michael Caine? He mentions the potato famine in right. Ireland, right? And then the Dust Bowl. But the, his point is that blight, yes, can survive off nitrogen and that it's, it's taking away from oxygen that humans can breathe so it's even if we kept the food supply going in this film um they would still suffocate basically right this film takes place in a world where food is scarce population is low supplies are you know tricky everybody has to be a farmer and also the air is slowly turning yeah to choke you acrid was the word i was going to use which is a fancy because it'd be more suffocating from i would think co2 levels in the atmosphere yeah because all the plant life is dying from blight but also and babies that are being born are getting sick. Like, they're born sick, right? Like, anyway, that's we're jumping ahead. That's an issue that I can um, add to with John Lithgow's character. Go ahead. He's like, <laughs> uh, he's like, you know, start pulling your weight, young man. On repopulating the yeah, world. So the you teacher. want me and to... And it's like, he has two kids already. How many I, kids is he supposed to kids. have? You want me to have another baby in this world that's <laughs> short of food and everything like that? And also, also, in a world short of food, the protagonist drives through a field full of corn. Yeah, wasting that wasting corn. Wasting all this Chasing corn. Chasing a drone. True, true, true. But I'm just what a fucking no, idiot. No, that's, that's definitely valid. That popped in my head. But what was the end result? What did he say that drone could do? Power 100%. an entire farm yeah, with yeah. the panels, which is bullshit. I Googled it. The math does not work out. <laughs> what do you mean? Wow. The solar panels? Yeah, it was like, that's not even half true. I was like reading about that. And it's like, 
I mean, maybe you don't know what kind of engineer Cooper I mean, is. I don't know stuff about solar panels either. But yeah, but I'm saying like he could if he's if he's using those solar panels to put in those big ass like tractors. Yeah, but I still feel like wasting all that food. You're right. It would be like a crime. He'd get like in trouble. I yeah. don't know. And he fucked somebody's fence up. I wonder if you went back and said sorry. That's a teaching moment for your kids. Right. Okay, we fucked also, this up. Also, they parked the drone so far away. Like, bring it closer. Why is it yeah. on the other fucking bank? And now I have to go down there and like get in. <laughs> also, smooth landing by Murph with oh. just a. Yeah. Touch of a finger. Oh, she's she's she's, she's special. special. She, she, she is. I, yeah, I'm a big fan of Murph. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Murph's the shit. I also yeah. love that name for a girl. I'm like, that yes, is. more like older man names for little girls. I agree. Um, Bob, my daughter Bob. Well, those, I, don't I don't know about that one. Did you guys see the? Sure. sure. <laughs> they used um, Christopher Nolan used uh, 500 acres of corn, which he had produced from Man of Steel in 2013. Yeah, you know, they actually made money off the corn. Really? Yeah. They sold that? Yeah, That's they awesome. had a pretty good crop and they made money from That's the hilarious. corn. So, I mean... I didn't know that, but I love those who Wisconsin boys knew that because, you know, <laughs> uh, farmland, baby. Hey, Do my research when it comes to corn. by the 4th of July. God <laughs> dang right. <laughs> What's a corn? What? Does corn grow on trees, <laughs> What's <guys>? a corn? <laughs> it's actually under the ground, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I feel like this film really, it's a little bit of a warning. The climate change stuff obviously is heavy on all of our hearts. You know, we're yeah. at that age where it's like, we would have kids in the next couple of years. And I don't know about you guys with your significant others, with me and my significant other, we talk about bringing kids into this world. And I wonder as well, like Matthew McConaughey, his character, did he worry about that? Because he certainly worries about it when he accepts this fucking mission to go into a fucking mm. wormhole. Mm. Um, and I want to I want to talk about that. I want to talk about um, the actors in this and kind of their characters. Yeah. Matt McConaughey, what a ledge. This I mean, this thing is star studded. It's star studded. Yeah. Did you know? This is a spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the film, you should definitely go see the film. Um, Matt Damon was uncredited because it was a surprise that he was in the film. I was, I was wondering. Well, he's not uncredited. No, now. but he's no, like I mean, at, no, the time, at the time in the promo and stuff yeah, that's like that. amazing. He was never released because that was a huge surprise to me when I saw it. In Hundred so percent. Like, no fucking I way. I almost didn't believe I was Matt Damon. I also <laughs> forgot he was. I love that. Yeah, but also I was like, was this his whole audition for The Martian, which came out like a few years after that? It could have like, been. They're like, yeah. oh, do you want to play a crazy astronaut on a planet that's uninhabitable? And he's like. I actually can draw from some experience. How good is that? You are a superstar actor. And, well, he's done it before. He did it in Saving Private Ryan. Right. Mm -hmm. He just came off winning an Oscar. And he said, you know what? Yeah, give me the give me the, the role that I'm in, you know, not even a third of the movie. I'm just in the end of it. No, he's a good... Right? I feel like he's a good dude. Oh, that's what I'm saying. And this, uh, that scene, and I watched it again today. I watched it a couple times in the past couple weeks. And he's like, I'm sorry, I can't watch this this pull that he has inside of him to want to survive. And then also that he couldn't watch uh, Cooper die. And he's like, you think about your kids and he's just setting them up with this conversation. And then he's, uh, he's using uh, Michael Caine's um, professor oh, brand swiftly into that. Yeah. And he's trying I wrote to say it that, down. that That part gives me goosebumps. I just want to say it real quick. Okay. So they say, do not go gentle into that good night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. And it's by Dylan Thomas. I fucking love that. Yeah, it's amazing. It, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a beautiful, yeah. beautiful poem. But that, that does kind of show uh, the density of... Because Matt Damon is essentially almost a villain in that He sense. is a He's villain. Definitely so a villain. The, the, the I density, hate him. The density yeah. died, of that character so in that moment, you know, to have a little bit of good in him, but also like... 
and Fuck this, I'm going. That's like, the humanity. That that's matters. what I'm saying. That's exactly. the pull. So that's very, that's very nice. The things fighting inside of him, and I love this moment where he looks back and goes, "Oh, I thought I could watch, but I can't." Mm-hmm. And he like watch him die. He's mm-hmm. like, "I can't see you go through it. I thought I could, but I can't." And like his like, just his facial expressions yeah, and the way he was taking that. Yeah, the I thought acting it was amazing. performances in this were amazing. I mean, like you said, it was star-studded. So we yeah. had Anne Hathaway, we had Wes Bentley, we had Michael Caine, Jessica Chastain. John Lithgow, Casey Affleck. Uh, David, I can't pronounce his last Oyelo? name. Oyelowo? Oyelowo? Romilly? No. Oh, oh. Yeah. Romilly no, is his name. Oh, uh, Gaiasi? Like he's yeah. British, you know. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, he was Can great I ask you guys, what was your favorite, and this is more directed towards Cooper, what was your favorite Matthew McConaughey moment oh, in this Oh, it's got to be the tears. It's got to be, which, yeah. which one? Uh, the he, one he where he's a few times. well, the one where he breaks, uh, he breaks down and he's laughing and he's just the twenty. He's like twenty three years played from the beginning. Oh, that was really hard yeah. because oh, can you the... imagine catching up and watching your children grow Bro. up over a series of Zoom videos? Yeah, like and it's one way you exactly. can't even talk back to them. You can't um, even. I wasn't comment. thinking of that crying one. I think I was thinking of when he was like looking out the window, um, but I can't remember now. But can you imagine? 23 years you're watching it, Corbin, and you're watching your kids grow up, and then you find out your son is Casey Affleck. <laughs> I would I would probably detach from this space. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I plead the fifth on that one. All, no. jo- all jokes aside, I think Casey Affleck's awesome. I just had yeah. an well, opportunity for a joke there. Well, but um, well. I that is one of my favorite scenes in a movie just ever because the – and he smiles. He's – Every single range of emotion you could have. And then we see Murph, Jessica Chastain, mm-hmm. who uh, she was awesome in this as well. And then he's like, finally gets to see her. And she's all grown up. She's the oh, same age he is when he left. Age. Which yeah, I was trying to figure out what the older. age was. Well, they were gone for 20. Well, they were. he was gone. He was on the Miller's Planet she for was, 23 she years. Was 10. 10. She was so 10. So he was 23? 23, 23 years and 8 months. So she's 33, 33 34. Okay, so when he left, so he had kids young. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. as you do in the mm-hmm. times when he plays a family. pretty solid 33-year-old. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I believe you. Um, I mean, I play 26 to 16 yeah. to 45, <laughs> <Yeah>. baby. But <laughs> No, I, well, this look actually leads me to a question about his whole character, which I'm sure you both thought of. I hope you did. It's a serious one. Would a father leave his children like that? Scott I and I were like, absolutely not. I don't think would he would. Would you guys leave your kids? Well, I was going to bring that up because they asked the lead actors, like as pers- as people, like, would you? And Hathaway said she would go if she could take her husband. Chastain said she would stay. And McConaughey said he might, but he's too attached to the tangible. His Cooper, though. But Cooper, but that's Matthew Coop- McConaughey. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Cooper has this drive in him. to f- He should be out there. Right, he yeah. should be traveling. So that's 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 what his ground is. I right? just that's, don't think. I just I just can't see I think him. That plays into it. That's, I, it's, it's got to because like because he's just something's so, pulling him from. He accepts so quick. So they get to one of the planets. So essentially, you said it, it was great. Like that, it, there's three planets viable. There's like these beacons, and they decide to go to this first one, which has like the strong it's beacon. Miller's planet. But they realize that every hour on the ground is seven years. Right, so. He's already signing. He already knows that it's two years to get to the wormhole, get through the wormhole or whatever. Now he's in a split second saying, okay, I'm accepting another seven years when he's been so... He wasn't prepped for this mission. 
as well as he could as have well, been. And not even not even talking about if a, a wormhole is a sphere or not. I'm just saying um, the data that they had on some of these planets. Right. Right. So I don't want to. No, no, no. But I just I just don't think like I just don't think I would personally do it. No. Mm-hmm. Also, his wife is dead, so he's literally leaving his kids in the care of an elderly grandpa yeah and that's it that's pretty fucking irresponsible but the promise of saving them figuring out a way to find a new planet Planet. and come back planet totally but i do feel like they did have a whole mission before him the the lazarus missions no like they he uh mccain's character says like we were gonna go with like yeah, the Exodus mission was yeah. going to happen regardless. Yeah. But he trained for that, and they were just going to do it out of necessity. They had to do it. So if, if Cooper can increase the mission 10 15% success rate, right, because he's the only pilot. And, I mean, they got this funny. How the fuck do they know this guy's not still around? Or they can right. have him involved anyways. That's They're a, like, that's hey, what are you thing. doing here? Yeah, yeah, oh, shit, you're still around? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I drove here. It's only 20 miles from my place. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's actually um, super easy to find, like, you guys. Corbin, would you go if you're in that position? If I had two kids? 10-year-old and, uh, say, 15, and he's, uh, he's 15. Timothy Chalamet, yeah. who wasn't well, very famous at the time. I love me some Tim. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I think that... Matthew McConaughey in this in this instance kind of has this idea that he's only going to be gone for a few years, and apparently no, he thought really? that he was going to come back through the wormhole this whole time. Yeah, because um, but he also said no. He said maybe I'll even be as old as you. So I think in his mind he was really like I'm going to be gone for yeah, you know probably Mark. four years, but yeah. maybe twenty years max. Well, he he also said that he was going to be traveling at the speed of light, didn't he? Yeah. When what, he, what he, was, he was telling Murph in that scene where you know he's <laughs> he saying does. goodbye and he's like, you know, when I'm out there, maybe far away, try, try to land at the speed of light. He says something oh, like that. Okay. Yeah, he was uh, definitely underprepared. He, he, under- he did not he was know the math of yeah. this and he did not understand what was going to happen. Right. Okay, if I'm in that situation, I know I have a potential way to save not just my kids, but all of humanity 100 I'm, I'm gone there's a lot of things weighing into his decision yeah. number one don't you're gonna give save me that look. i don't think he's going <laughs> he has two children you don't think he's going i'm saying i would go oh okay fine yeah i don't have kids yet i have nephews and nieces i wouldn't They're even awesome. leave my dog behind like i was gone six months on a movie and said and i feel like i missed so much imagine being gone yeah, a million years in space you did relativity six months of human time in dog years it's not the same. Wow. Get out of here. Whoa. Get out David of here. David dropping he's ears. Try, he's trying to make me feel bad. Let's talk about um, David Gaiesi. He's right. the lone African-American on the ship. No, he's not. Oh, on the ship. But it's a good thing I got this booty sweat back in tonight. Wow. That's a callback. Yeah, it is. a good callback. Love so, that. David okay. Gaiesi, yeah. He plays Romilly. Romilly, okay? yep. You're the lone black guy on the ship. Mm-hmm. Why he got to be the one that stays behind and gets old? Um, Why he got to be the one that dies on the random planet? I'm just like, this is on. giving so, me... Okay, give me, <laughs> let, let, the, let, the, let the brother get in here, first yeah. of all. all okay, right. obviously, I said, of course my, <laughs> guy, didn't, guy, died, of course my right. guy didn't make it. Right. Of course my guy didn't make it. They're always killing us off in these movies. That's what I am this saying. This is some bullshit. But, you know, we got a handful of astronauts... He was not the first to die. He stayed back because he was going to study the black hole. So throughout this movie, he's showing that he's might be the most intelligent he's one on the that smartest, ship. 100%. Yes. So I'll, we'll take that. 
You know what I mean? We'll take, yeah. <laughs> we'll take that. We'll definitely sure, take that Sure, he didn't die first. I forgot about the guy that drowned on the wave planet, <laughs> which was such bullshit. I was like, and you should have got stuck on this planet. Well, you he fucking one... just sat there. Yeah. I know, he's yeah. looking around. <laughs> the wave is coming. He could have Ro- easily gotten into the robot, ship. Robot. He wasn't doing anything yeah. for himself was there. It, was it Lars Tars. or Case? Tars. Tars. Or, was it Tars, Tars or Case? Tars. 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 I don't know if it was Case or Tars. Yeah. But he's like, yeah. Go get her. And he just sits there. <laughs> Stands <laughs> like he there just, watching the it, giant wave. And he was the one complaining about how the gravity at one uh, 130% <laughs> is too punishing. And then he's just going to sit there like he could catch that ground on a fucking <laughs> robot. <laughs> like, good Taurus, go get her. Okay, bud. Good job. And he's sitting there. He was oh, not helping himself. That's a big ass wave, man. I'm just going to go ahead and hold on here. <laughs> Taurus, if you don't mind, after you drop her off, come grab me because... I haven't been doing leg days. <laughs> uh, that was so you know, uh, since Interstellar's release in 2014, only about 52 minutes have passed on Miller's planet. That's wild. That's, yeah. That is, that's wild. It's a fun fact. That's wild. And they said they got down there and she said theoretically or whatever that she, she could have minutes, minutes ago, ago. An hour ago and she yeah. died minutes ago. Died minutes ago. How nuts is that? Yeah. But yeah. I'm like, how thick is that wave? Could I just dive through it? Have no, you ever dived? they said it was like 4,000 feet. I, I, no, or, up, but I'm talking yeah, about like yeah. going through. Oh, through it, yeah. Because the, their, their ship didn't break up too much. But also, it doesn't ever like, it doesn't crash. It's just like a wave, a wall of water. Yeah. So it crashes eventually, doesn't it? Or do you surfing. think it just keeps going? I have no idea. Yeah, because he, he looked at the one and then it's like, oh, shit. Perfect for a spaceship swimming, yeah. apparently. Right. I, I actually timed the scene, that scene. But I, d- I don't want to get off topic no, with no. my brother's representation. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, I just thought it was funny. Also, apparently there's no, like, Asian people that exist anymore in this planet. This, this is what, okay, this is a gripe I have with films. And I know that people are always like, oh, you always bring up, like, the diversity or blah, blah, blah. But I just want to get, and this is me as, like, a writer and someone who wants to work in mm-hmm. film intelligent. I want to get to a place where we see an accurate representation of skin colors and, and whatever. Like I know that, um, you know, being non-binary is like, it's not, I mean, it's obviously not a new concept to the people that who Mm. are that, but it's like something that's kind of coming into our collective. And in a lot of these films that we watch, it's like, did every single one of these movies happen in, Wisconsin or Ohio or like places where you know true and we, we've had this discussion before and the thing is it's about how many characters are actually in the movie sure. right mm-hmm. so you got a family I'm gonna take it that Cooper's wife was Caucasian because they're kids right right and then their and John grandfather yes yeah. exactly and then you got um, Anne Hathaway's father and her but you, you never know. Like, if they did have other characters, they could have, like, her husband could have been. I just would a, love to, we'll ha- I'll have to do the map, look at the percentages. But, like, the world is not, from my understanding, predominantly white. Yes, a lot of these movies that we watch take place in, like, America. Mm-hmm. And there is a big white population here. What about that baseball game? Did anything stick out to you there? On no. Remember well, they were all white. Her, were they all white? I think so. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to go back and look. Yeah. See, like for for films like this, that stuff just doesn't. Okay, it just stick out to me that my guy died. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but what's going it, on it here? It also stuck out to right. me that he, to me, he was the most intelligent yeah. out of out of everyone, right? And right. I loved I loved kind of, and he had some kind of like dry comedy, 
you know, he's like, she's going to get the Dramamine or whatever for the motion sickness, you know. Get a lot. Yeah, get a lot of it. Um, so I, I thought he was great in this movie. And then the principal. Um, yeah, no, I'm not saying there was zero yeah. diversity, but, but like I do when I see movies like this, and I'm never going to stop saying it, like where are the people of Asian descent? Where are yep. the brown people from exactly. India and stuff like that? Like in a theory, in a world where like the population is so decreased, again, maybe we don't know the parameters of this world, but did they all you know, kind of congregate like in North America or is it like just really spread out? Spread out, yeah, know? different colonies and stuff like that and, and farming communities. Right. But um, it's just, it is, yeah, that's a, that's a very valid point. And I mean, like I, I, I'm glad that they had Anne Hathaway mm. in the... I'm, yeah, I would say most, guys, most, a lot of the cast, maybe The maybe strong half, women were... Maybe half of the leading characters were women. Well, not yeah. half. No. Not not ha- well. It's just Jessica Chastain and Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Right? Well, it's a good thing I got this booty sweat. Flavor is that? Strawberry. Oh, that looks Strawberry. good. Yeah. We're not gonna say what it is because they're not sponsoring us. But yet. maybe I'll hit him up. Yeah. And see go. if they wanna see if they wanna throw us some some dollars. No. But but, yeah. Just real quick, um, I did want to say I caught it. Anne Hathaway said. Hopefully, you guys remember this part. But with the eggs, right? She said something about this is the only way it can be diverse or something like that. Do you guys remember that part? I don't remember that part. Okay. But I'd, I'd have to go back and see it. Oh. Because with, so like, this is with, the only way. We with, couldn't cost with, any diverse yeah, actors in this, but these <laughs> eggs in here are going to be so yeah. fucking diverse. Like with plan, Watch with, it. With the, with with the plan diversity. B. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it that, was, that's what Genet- she was saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's some... No. Uh, I didn't hear it. Yeah, yeah. I was mad about the black, the black right, guy. Right, right. <laughs> um... Uh, the symbolism in this film. There's obviously a lot of it. So we have the watches, which kind, of, you know, we yeah. have. I mean, there's just there's just so much in this that's like you rewatch this film and you're like, oh my god, I completely missed that. There's a lot of little Easter eggs. What stuck out like to you? Eagle eyes will recognize it the first time, but if you go back the second time or third time or fourth time, like me, <laughs> uh, you know, you pick up on it and it's rewarding. But you know, I've I've heard people say about the watch um in that last scene when he's in the fifth dimension you know why didn't he just write a note or something if he can interact with her room and i was you know it's obviously because he can only affect gravity across dimensions yeah, yeah. Uh, which is funny because a movie called gravity actually came out around the same time as this <laughs> right film. right and i feel like i sometimes have gotten mixed up plus i mean he didn't you know like grab a pen and paper before he went into space no. I, I don't think. Well, so he's moving. They they kind of show like there's a bunch of strings, yeah. almost it looks like, and he's like playing a, almost a violin or mm-hmm. harp or whatever. So to your point, what if there's no fucking pen in that room? It's not like he's he can't physically put things into but I didn't that, understand into her space. I he can only move things that are that current. because mm-hmm. when she goes to the facility she's still watching the watch which is still tapping and i thought she, he could only control his her room so he puts the data in morris code into morris. her watch so i think it's just she's on repeating repeats. Okay. exactly Fine. yeah i was like well, yep. now what's the rule? so she she finishes it and she probably sees as she's going through it and figuring out the morris that okay this is starting to repeat are you saying morris i think he's saying morris i think it's morse babe morris that's what i said Kind of sound like you're saying like We're Morris. We're gonna have to replay yeah, the right. tape. I, I probably did say Morris code. Is it Morris? It can be whatever you want. I'm, I'm saying instance, I'm gonna say Morris. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's who is he? Who is he? Morris. It's Morris. Yeah, it's Morris code. It's a tesseract. It's centrifuge. 
It's centrifugal force. What's the significance of corn being the last grain? Do we know? Is it just like a hearty vegetable? Um, That's a good question. I mean, it's one of the first that I think humans actually ended up. um, Oh, it's like the original grain? The the OG agricultural. uh, I know it's meant to be like a. That's what made me think this was like supposed to take place in like the Midwest because I don't think they have a tell us exactly where it takes. They don't. You know, it was actually shot in Alberta. I saw it was shot in Alberta, LA, and Iceland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I read that, that this moving kind of into the area where we're going next, but the fun, one of the fun facts, not very fun for her, was that Anne Hathaway almost got hypothermia. Yeah. Did oh, you really? see that? Yeah, in Iceland. Yeah. But I, I think with the corn, though, I did see something about um, how it could survive longer. Uh, yeah. Than Be- okra. Than okra, than wheat. Dude, I'll take corn um, over okra every day. I feel like yeah. okra is gross. My, in, my in personal those, hot take. Yeah. In those fan. conditions. Right. Okay, yeah. makes sense. Corn is also like nutritional wise, like Not great. kind of empty. No. Yeah, I don't know. But that corn we'll souffle. Oh, uh, that did look good. She was whipping it up. Yeah. So I feel like we all thought we'd be so clever and take some fun facts from the film. But oh, yeah. Corbin, you're the guest, so you can say the first one. Um. Okay. Well... I don't know how many people know this, but I'm sure some people out there do. The soundtrack in the background on the water planet has a prominent ticking noise. And these ticks happen about every 1.4 seconds. And each tick that you hear on Miller's planet is actually a whole day passing on Earth. So that I thought oh that was some... Oh my fucking God, I did not hear that. That's some you crazy attention to detail. Yeah he, yeah, he told me that... Sorry I'm not a music geek. Well, like a couple <laughs> a couple months ago, you told like, me yeah, that. Yeah, just randomly. And I was like, holy shit, because I did remember that. It's, wait, so yep. 1.4 is a day? So every time you hear a tick in the soundtrack on in that scene is about, you know, a second. And every tick that you hear is actually a whole day passing Damn. on Earth. Yeah. Isn't oh that God. fucking That's so brilliant? good. That's yeah. so smart. I love Hanzema. Having said that, I, my fun fact about that is that he was never presented with a script. Did you guys read that? He actually only, yeah, you got a page. Well, he, he got a page that, that Christopher Nolan gave to him, and he said he wanted to do something the, totally different yeah. than all the other movies the that he worked on. Yeah, but and I, then he also incorporated time with ooh. every track he made for this movie. Like everything was on sixty, right? Everything mm-hmm. was on like the right. beats. Yeah, yeah. Every track he made, he incorporated that into this. That's um, wild. It's very weird, to be honest. Like having had the opportunity to see like the post production sort of thing happening, it's not common for like a sound or a composer to not have an access to the script because they kind of, you know, like it's telling a story through music. They kind of have to build and have like almost like acts as well in a, in yeah, a piece like, of music, right? What do you right? want from me? Right, what is this? I want you to create. Just create. <laughs> Don't think about it. Um, David, what's a fun fact that you um, have? Fun fact. Well, let me, can I, like, can I pose one more question to you? I guess. Yeah, okay. Does it relate to a fun fact? Yeah, we'll get into them. But let's let's check this out. Let me let me pose this. Let me, let me pose this to you across mm. the table. Mm. Would you, being that you were on the Lazarus mission, you're alone, would you keep giving the thumbs up signal? Knowing that your planet was fucked, that you didn't have a sustainable planet, like Doctor Man, like Doctor Man, just pussying out and yeah. hoping someone would, would come save Would him. you? Would you give the thumbs up, hoping that someone know. grabbed never... you, and then you were like, "Oh fuck, I guess it's not. I guess I uh, turned the signal on when I, <laughs> I forgot." Accidentally about it. pushed it a thousand times by exactly. accident. Right. I mean, that's some next level isolation. 
you know what I mean? I, I've done some very isolative uh, things. Mm. That's a word. It is. Um, Not. And it's definitely, <laughs> I don't think I've ever felt that isolated. So it's it's kind of hard to say. And he I, says, I hope you'll never I'm gonna understand. Straight up, I'm going to mm, straight up say quote. I would press it. Like press I would it. probably press it. You know, he says that he waited a while. Like, how long until you go crazy? And how long until you go crazy? And then you start thinking things like, what if they've sent three rescue boats and if I don't press it, they won't find me. You know, like I was recently stranded in a cabin overnight in a fucking national park. And I was making like you have, I mean, I wasn't even in serious danger. Like now I know that, but at the time I was like, shit, like you start making like weird deals with like, I'm like, please just send someone on the road now. Or like, you know, you start making, so imagine being on a fucking planet in the middle of a place that's like, no one's going to accidentally drive by like they did for me. So I would press it. I would press it. Well, thank you. Thank you for being honest. Would you press it, David? Um, So my main thought goes to, (laughs) Corbin, don't look at her like that. Don't judge me from across the table. Let's hear a stupid story about how he wouldn't press the stupid (laughs) button, but we all know he would press it. Did I say that? (laughs) First of all, Man, speak. The, <laughs> he, he's he. They're they're making fun of me. Okay, so I would say it was bad planning. So if like one beep means all good, let me get like a three beeps. Yeah. That says if you sound. can grab me, come grab. Yeah. Me. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like a medium, <laughs> like a yellow light. Yes. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Hey, guys. You, hey, you, this <laughs> planet is dog shit. But if you got time. Y'all want to come I'm swing? <laughs> I am wildly can available. You please just come swing you, by and scoop me. You could probably make it through the light, <laughs> yeah. but you should probably stop. Listen, take a left yeah. at the wormhole, come scoop me. I'm right on the side of Gargantua <laughs> and Maine. <laughs> if y'all can pick me up, I'd be happy. If it's not too much trouble. <laughs> yeah. If you're all going to die and humanity is going to die, yeah. go ahead and leave me. If you figured out gravity, Y'all pick me up in the centrifuge. <laughs> I'm cool. You know, I, got, I got some ice for the cocktails. <laughs> I think that's point. what Wolf Edmonds was doing, actually, until, and most people don't know this because you only see it for like oh, a quick frame. Oh, you only frame. see his name tag. I was you wondering see, what Yeah, and to him. she's like burying him. Yeah. So he sent the thumbs up signal in his, uh, in his pod and went, or on his planet and went to hypersleep in his pod and a rock slide Killed crashed him. over his... Uh, pod in hypersleep and he died. Yep. So he sent out the thumbs up, and then boom. You get, yeah. uh, paid the ultimate price. So yeah. I mean, you got to move your hyperpod. Um, Please put it somewhere you, real. If there's anything that you learn from this yeah. podcast. So a fun fact, then. Thank you for that segue because sure. I'm gonna use that. So one, the two, two shots were two locations were shot in Iceland, Miller's planet and Man's planet. Hmm. So they actually constructed a whole road to get. Uh, cranes and the ship out to that water world which is Miller's planet Mm -hmm. in Iceland they let them build a whole road and then pretty close to that was man's planet they used um, uh, iceberg or a glacier actually wow I did not know that they used a glacier to shoot on that so they just picked everything up and then drove back over to the glacier Mm -hmm. and the pod that was man's pod um, anytime you put some on a glacier it would start to melt away so they kept having to put ice and stuff to make that look like the was ice was still frozen, frozen over because yeah. every night it would melt away oh, yeah. over that pod. Yeah, so they kept having some to do PAs that. like I'm not getting paid enough for oh this my shit. God. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, <laughs> do you got more? DP wants to get everything <laughs> well, in camera. You guys got more fun facts? Yeah, I, I, do, I do. Um, Doctor Thorne, the guy who had the story by the theoretical physicist and Nobel laureate, he actually worked with VFX so that, and he was like in 
the post-production facility explaining to them like these equations so that they could actually invent technology to make this film look so incredible. And I think the VFX is like one of my favorite parts. That's one of my favorite um, facts about this mm. film is that they were so intent about, I mean, being kind of breakthrough in, in that regard of making sure that the science matched up with the visual. Right. They, and you put in equations, right? The, into the, it's the visual effects uh, supervisor's name was Paul J. Franklin, and he worked very closely with Kip to really pay tribute to like what they were talking about, the science mm -hmm. of it, right? Yeah, so. yeah. And actually, the, just this is a even very fun fact each frame of that vfx sequence of that sequence where they're um where coop is traversing the black hole each frame of that sequence took 100 hours approximately Damn. 100 hours to render that's wild but that's only because it wasn't just rendering random vfx it was an engine that was working with a, like a the, mathematical yeah simulation. the data that he Thorne put in so there's yeah. yeah there's there's stuff behind that visual that you're not even seeing incredible uh, so. Corbin you might like like this uh, not only does Interstellar feature the most ever footage shot using a 1570 millimeter IMAX camera for mm -hmm. feature film but due to film industry rapid conversion to digital projection formats Interstellar will potentially be the last film ever to be projected on 15 slash 70 oh, millimeter IMAX film. And they, wow. like, I saw this behind the scenes, how they shot it, and these guys are just running around strapping It was interesting that he was so obsessed with getting it on film when it became like a 4K. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, true. Well, that like, Because yeah. film is. is such a quality, you know? Yeah. You know, Tarantino uh -huh. like loves it and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I've been to movies here where you're like, wow, this is the one that's on film. But this film with its VFX, I feel like it's lent to like a 4K experience, yeah. but it is sad. And uh, for the actors, as an actor, like I would have loved to work on this because it was all on location, no mm -hmm. green screens. Mm -hmm. And then this was the sixth collaboration between Michael Caine and Christopher Nolan. Wow. He yeah. is in most of his yeah. movies, isn't he? He's solid. Well, I mean, he likes to work with the yeah. same people. He really does. Yeah. But going back to what you said, yeah, so they... They shot a lot of it on location, but for some of it, obviously, you can't go on location to space. So it was actually VFX um, projected onto screens to make them feel like they were actually there, 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 which is incredible because I've seen a little bit of that technology up close. It's crazy. They build you like basically like a three-quarter filled-in box, and you are it's, – it's just amazing. Like I think we talk about the technical elements of this film, but the physical production of this was even – so like so good i mean i sound and, like a fan and a lot of <laughs> a lot of um, things are moving in that direction with mm -hmm. those uh, with video um, walls. mandalorian and stuff mandalorian mm -hmm. yeah but that's also a dp uh the dp hoite van hoitema he loves to get things in camera so um that might have been one of his things too that's amazing i saw something with the budget and it was like the budget they had compared to the every minute per film was like nine hundred and seventy-eight grand per minute. Oof, <laughs> like if you break it down, yeah, math. Kid, quick That's maths. Crazy. Yeah, the budget compared. Um, I feel like you both have one more fun fact. No, David, go ahead. Yeah. Do we? I think I might have. You're done. You're all out. I think I might have shot. Well, mine I just off. wanted to say that TARS stands for technically artificially technically artificially robotic i do have fun facts and they were puppets not wow. oh the, no I, I saw that they I built those. those no they were but okay. they were sorry they were more like puppets than it wasn't like a green screen yeah. thing they yeah. were actually physically on set and the voice yeah. actors would stand nearby and actually voice them and then they got rid of them and shot 
Wow. David, turn down your comic setting to 70%. <laughs> they were funny. They yeah. were freaky. They were good. Sort of like big big screen TVs that just come around <laughs> on sticks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, what would you describe no, it as? I love and that. then they turn That's into awesome. like little fucking throwing ninja stars and yeah. like da, 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 running. You're like, what else can you do? Yeah. What other shapes you got? <laughs> do you have one more fun fact? Um, or is it time to move into our shout I mean, oh, the reason I was, I was curious as to why they, AKA mm. us, um, would or, have put the wormhole so far away. Yeah, on you Saturn, think you put it right there. And <laughs> put down those two it's years, actually, six months. Right, it's actually pretty easy to answer because there's a filmmaker involved, and uh, he apparently wanted to pay homage to 2001. Oh, that's right, And in that film, they actually wanted to use um, Saturn. Saturn, but mm-hmm. they couldn't because they couldn't get the rings to yeah. look right Aww. with the CGI. So they went with Jupiter. So I also saw that that was a similar spot. Uh, for a Superman movie that they play something. Oh, really? Yeah, which is interesting. Um, yeah, that is kind of dope. He was paying homage. I, I do yeah. have one interesting thought um, right. for Cooper before we get to the shout-outs. Mm-hmm. Him and Anne Hathaway's character were talking about um, the only evil that they bring is like the evil they bring with us to a new mm-hmm. planet. Mm-hmm. And that kind of stuck out to me, right? So basically we're saying everything that we go through here is kind of all learned. So if you start off a new civilization somewhere else and you're just instilling like, hey, this is what we do. We all love each other. There's no hate in between us. It doesn't matter. Race, skin tone, sex, So what you're whatever. saying is what I was going to say, which is that this film is actually about love. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, that's a main theme throughout this because yeah. he says it's quantifiable. And, um, and, and Hathaway, and Hathaway says, to it, I got yep. the quote, she says, love is the one thing we're capable of perceiving that transcends dimensions of time and space. Maybe we should trust that even if we can't see it. So it's that's like beautiful. The thing that pulls her to Edmund. Yeah. yeah. And I think Murph and Cooper. I do think like when you look at this objectively as a film, you're like, ah, oh, space movie. But no, I mean, this movie packs a fucking punch. Like it's about family. It's about love. It's about chasing love into the unknown. And literally that's the thing that I think pulls at least Anne Hathaway and Matthew McConaughey's characters. Yeah. But I agree. I do agree with it that. It is the time when we do the yeah. acknowledgements. Like, are you gonna let Corbin go first? I think me and you might have the same one. Ooh. Just how, just the feeling <laughs> I have. Yeah. Wow. I get to say it first this mm. time. Go ahead. I hope you have what a backup we, one. I don't. Or are we talking? Corbin. I can find No, you're, it's you. Yes, Corbin, yeah. you go first. Yeah, shout out. Shout out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, it takes a village to make a film. Who do you want to acknowledge? 100%. Well, I mean, it's a little known role on a, on a film set the director of photography mm. and I just kind of have to go with that because as a cinematographer slash uh, photography nerd um, I gotta shout out my boy Hoyte Van Hoytema and mm. he's done a ton of stuff that you've probably seen and loved and he's worked with Christopher Nolan quite a few times but he's done The Fighter the movie Her love that movie if you've seen it I yeah. have it but I yeah. should you should it's yeah. good Interstellar obviously Dunkirk Ad Astra with Brad Pitt. Never heard of uh, any of these low-budget films. Oh, and you know what he also did that I just recently learned or realized is that Apple commercial directed by Spike Jones with all the crazy like in-camera visuals. It was like a HomePod commercial at the end, and you're like, what the fuck? That's an Apple commercial? <laughs> of course. You know, they, they pull some crazy rabbit out of their ass. Anyways, 
I think that's the expression. Um, but yeah, so Hori Van Horema is his work is just obviously in this movie, especially uh, full of just epic imagery, textures, dynamism, and just feels so grounded. And um, he shoots a lot of handheld too, which right. I really, really enjoy. A good shaky cam. Because it's subjective and engaging. Yeah. Yeah. We see you and we appreciate you. We appreciate you. you And we appreciate you. Do we have the same one? Go ahead. We're going to have the same one. Is it hands of women? God damn (laughs) it. That's happened to us like two or three times now. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, but like German born composer Hans is like crucial in this movie. He creates the feeling. It's so subtle. Like, I didn't even know about the ticking clock thing. Um, I just think there's such a ma- majesty and like mastery behind this soundtrack. Hans, no one's ever heard of you. You've done nothing else pretty much. Um, so I really hope that your career takes off. I think you've only worked on films like Dune, Zack Snyder's Justice League, um, Wonder Woman, you know, so many films that no one's ever heard of. But we see you and we appreciate and you. We appreciate you. Who did you find last minute? Well, yeah, I'm struggling. So what I want to say is um, just like any location scout that did this. I thought I saw a funny story where people in Iceland um, were showing uh, Christopher Nolan's crew mm-hmm. around like the, I, the glacier and everything but then they go yeah actually Christopher Nolan shot one of the Batman movies here and <laughs> they it, didn't realize they that didn't Christopher realize. Nolan was there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's cute like how yeah. funny is that yeah that's amazing. so like they're like it's our claim to fame and they're like really interesting, <laughs> yeah, interesting. Wow. definitely oh. wouldn't be shooting another thing <laughs> never seen it <laughs> never seen it yeah so and anybody that works on you know um, just getting out there like like I said they built a whole road to get cranes to take that ship, uh, the Ranger, out to the water, right? And uh, it, it was just amazing. So People any- don't realize that locations, people, I've worked with some, like, it's a tricky job. You have to know a lot of places. You have to build relationships. You have to protect the location. You have yeah. to be, in, locations is in charge of bathrooms. Locations is in charge of, right, everything. Bet, yeah. it's, it's not an easy job, and I think people who work in that, space don't often get recognized so, so. anybody on this film or just yeah. anybody that does that just in general um as, as movie fans and movie buffs yeah we you. see you we appreciate you thank you guys this is the part where we decide if interstellar is aged like milk our esteemed guest Proben. personally i think the only thing that's wrong with this movie is that it didn't win an oscar mm. that's just do you know who won best picture that year um, I don't. Do you? Actually? I do not. Shakespeare oh, in would... love. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Manchester by the Sea. That was the year Kate was robbed. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, girl, my girl Kate Blanchett was robbed, I believe, of uh, Oscar that year. Uh, I think it was for Trolls the, For one. Elizabeth. No. Yeah. yeah. But um, I, I don't think so. That You know, when you start picking apart a movie crafted by uh, writer, director like Christopher Nolan, you kind of really start like reaching and deconstructing what makes a movie a movie. I mean, that happens. Um, but no, I personally don't think that this this film aged like milk. I've also seen it 12 times, so I might be a little biased. I know. You guys must love this movie. because you're like, a space We're doing candle. Oh, I like it. it. Smells good. I want to be a cranky old bitch and say I do think that this movie has aged a little because of the diversity but that's what i was gonna say but then in talking to you guys 
I'm like, okay, maybe they were going to build this diverse world. We don't know the rules of this world. Maybe people of Asian descent were wiped out by the blight more quickly. We don't know. Um, but I was going to be like, diversity. And also, I'm pretty sure this film doesn't pass the, the is it the Bechdel test where two women talk to each other about something that's not a relationship? But yeah. So whatever. I'll that's still, interesting. I've never heard. I'll about still the drink test, it. I, I'll to... feel like it's off. You know, when you look at the date and you're like, I feel like this is wrong. This mm. is a misprint. I'll <laughs> still drink it. I'm going to say this movie did not age like milk. This is a top five movie for me. Um, as far as like diversity goes, I've said this past episodes. We have so many of them. So many fans. Um, <laughs> so, pop- so popular. So popular. Um, that, you know, this is a story about, like, just a you know, singular family. And then some... So there's not that many characters. And I did think there was strong representation with Anne, with Jessica, and then my guy, Romilly, right? So... Mm. Should there have been more? I would have liked to see. I'd more like to see like a mid mid range like skin tone. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I would. I would hope that being biracial myself, that I'm gonna make it <laughs> that far when no. this, when the no blights, biracial people. Yeah, when the blight's kicking off. You know what I mean? You can so, be a medium skinned black man, or you can be white. <laughs> yeah, Those are it. your choices. That's it. That's your only option. And if you go a little bit darker. You're going to die. <laughs> You're <laughs> first off the planet. <laughs> you ain't making it to the new. Stay behind 23 years. Just be alone and go crazy. <laughs> exactly. He's but, like, um, me and Taz did some things. <laughs> Talk about you get lonely. I'm so lonely. Taz is like, I have my truth setting turned down to 0%. <laughs> I have my freak setting turned down <laughs> to 5%. Oh, shit. Oh, They're shit. pretty human. Damn, what can yeah. they get into? Cave. Case. Case. <laughs> case, you trying to get some of this? <laughs> you trying to get uh, some of this? Do you think they're like lovers? Ooh, or just, just like. Case and Tars? Yeah. Okay, do you think there's like a spark between like Anne Hathaway's character and Megan. Megan Matthew McConaughey? Matthew McConaughey. Definitely. They set yeah. that up for you. They, yeah. Uh, but then Murph he lets tells- her go to his love. And then she's but like, she go find him. him. But Murph. Right. But he doesn't they, know he's dead. He doesn't know he's not turning up to be the third. There's some subtle hints when Matthew says, uh, when Cooper says to like 90% and she kind of gives him a smile. And then. No, no. I know the romances, but I'm saying yeah. like, he doesn't know that he's going to find Brand and Hathaway and find her like dick deep he with may. a guy from he the may planet. Know. He How may did know. he even know that wait, wait. she was in love with? No. Hold on. He may, he may know uh, because um, old Murph, which she killed it too. That, that actor, yeah. um, the older Murph, she says Brand's setting up the new colony. So she probably already has the information. With her lover, the no, handsome no, no. Man. She knows that she's setting it up. Um, so she probably knows that he's dead, that Dr. Edmonds is dead. I don't buy it. What do you mean? She, she knows that he's, she's there already, setting up the colony. So how does she get that information without, right? No, that opens up a whole other time thing because I was actually going to ask you guys, do you think that 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 Anne Hathaway's timeline happens in a separate timeline to the world he was in. Like, we're too... That's too... No, because it, she, it she, she was on... That's what she I was on, thought. She was on Miller's Planet at the same time. And then when they went around um, Gargantua, that even... They lost even more time. Remember, she said like 50, no, no, no. 53 years I, Totally. But I'm, t- I'm talking about like when they figure out that it's them that like figured out the solution, the they or whatever. Yeah. Like, it wasn't them. It was us this whole time. In my mind, it was two separate timelines where she's like go to brand and he goes like back through the t- like the wormhole do you goes know back to the wormhole you know but not gargantua about? right but it seemed almost like she didn't know because why would Anne hathaway be setting up a colony by herself because that's the plan b 
no, I, no, I know, but traveling there, right? no, I know, but like, no one's gone to get her at all. What do you mean gone to get her? They're still they're They just figured like so. Murph figured out gravity, so they got those centrifuges off Earth. Right. They're they're going towards uh, her planet. Oh, she's set, she's I setting up shot, and they're moving okay. towards. Well, that. I don't even want to talk about how he gets out of the bookshelf and into the centrifuge. Because that was a tesseract, so they shut that down after. David, <laughs> my guy. It's too late in the podcast. Too late in the Does not explain hey, the science to me now. Corbin, we'll have you back. <laughs> this, we'll do part two. This is a wormhole. You got it. Just do it with a piece of paper and a it's pen. A, it's like a circle. <laughs> no, it's a, sphere. it's a sphere. It's like a sphere. No, yeah. What did you think it was gonna be? That's pretty good, Rowley. Yeah. <laughs> you said it didn't age like milk. I do not think the same. You said like it milk. didn't age like milk. I it's, said it did. It's well. got. It's starting to smell a little bit for you. It smells like space. Mm. Oh yeah. Why don't you just take another quick whiff? <laughs> mm, delicious. No, I. I guess. Yeah. Oh. It does smell like something's burning. <laughs> it smells like. Watch out and don't be a black guy. Go down. Um, no, I I do I don't know maybe this is just me being like sensitive I do feel like we need more diversity I would like to but what about a crew of four women what about that what about a crew of four black guys but why okay but here's the thing why does it just it shouldn't just have to be like I'll watch that movie if it's entertaining but it just doesn't have to be four women it doesn't have to be four black guys yes I do want to see I want to so know many I want to movies know where it's four men true true and I white I, guys and it and the hero doesn't have to be we've talked about like white saber complex right, and all right. that stuff so it doesn't have to be that. That, that Matthew McConaughey saves the world, right? We can have Denzel save the world. Right. We can have, you know, a, a number, like, of, of women or Asian actors, anybody yeah, it save could be the three world. women and one guy, yeah. but people would be like, that's a weird movie. Why? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, I, I do agree with you there. But that sucks. I, I just we just want to see a little more inclusivity. Inclusivity. Right? Yeah, in some of these movies. And it's a different time. That was 2014. That was so long ago. I was like, what? <laughs> that's true. But... Uh, Seven years ago? One more, one more little no. snippet. One Almost. more little snippet. So one of the original scripts was that they only got to, I think... One uh, planet. Like, yeah, and it might have been Edmonds. And mm. 10 years prior, the Chinese had already been there and died. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. That was in the, like, Wait, what would have happened the in the script. Scripts. Yeah. One of the prior scripts. One of the earlier scripts that so they go a, to a planet. had already been like a failed attempt on Edmonds' planet. By the Chinese. This is just like an alternate kind yeah. of thing. It was like right? an earlier draft. It was an earlier draft. So oh, they go, wow. they get down to Edmund's That would have been interesting. And they show like Kip the Thorne remains. Just like no light speed, <laughs> no Chinese. <laughs> no Chinese. <laughs> no, that would have been interesting though because it would have kind of driven home more in the beginning like what we were talking about with like the USSR, like fake, Russia faking. Right, right. It kind of would have given more the context. Chinese got Well, it would have given more context to the world of like, so are we talking about like these countries are still like warring against each other, still competing, They're competing like, against, you know, definitely. and is yeah. that part of the reason that the world is so fucked now? Are we talking like atomic bomb type mm-hmm. situation? So that would have been interesting to give us some context, but I'm really glad they got to go with all three planets. Yeah. yeah but but think about it. But, but think about That's it. Interesting, so though. with, with the governments, if they're not on the same page at that point. So in this movie, our NASA was about like, didn't drop bombs on our population mm. to, to do population control, right? So think about that. That was just our government was about to do that. Think if we weren't on oh, the yeah. same page talking to China, talking they to Russia, talking to other superpowers. Yeah, yeah, people in Africa, mm-hmm. whatever. So you, you got to think these other governments, they might have went through with that. They might have killed off half their population mm. for food supply to keep it going another 10 years. And that's what their mathematics said. Right. And then, you know, in that earlier script, China did get out there. They did go through the wormhole first. So... 
Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. well, it's a very short, simple film. Not many complex. <laughs> Pretty straightforward, <laughs> unless yeah. you're an idiot. So yeah. yeah, if you don't know about wormholes, like yeah. fuck if you, don't you, know that they're spheres. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're you're. Low. But no, it's a great film. I love Christopher Nolan. What a champ! Um, but thanks, Corbin, for coming on. Thank you guys for having me. It's been yeah, so man, long since I, David saw you. Yeah. You know what? I remember when you guys first started this. So I yeah. just I feel like a proud parent. You should just be. watching you guys so yeah. grown. We're fucking running now. So grown. You guys we are like running and I'm stumbled and we crawled. And we're actually kind of going through the wormholes in the fourth dimension. <laughs> Whoa. I'm a little nervous yeah. as a proud dad. And I found uh, out that the fifth dimension is love the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it was love. I'm going to fifth dimension my girlfriend this weekend. <laughs> oh <my laughs> God. Oh, no. That's what? definitely staying in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, editing this I'm going to send your girl the link. Yeah. Um, well, on Did that note, thanks so much for joining Thank us. you guys for having me Proven. on a film that I love so much. <laughs> <laughs> and that I was going to come in with um, fun facts and complete biasness. Yeah, we love it. We yeah. love it. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> we fifth dimension it. We fifth dimension it. God. Man. But just as friends, not as yeah, yeah, David. Yeah. Not as Tars. Wow. Tars wow. and kids. <laughs> robot romantic it's basically break break mountain space so what you got it's a robo job mm. yeah it's a robo job it's not a that. it's not a blow job no, it's a robo robo job Tars <laughs> slow down the friction setting 50% you're like killing me with these settings yeah, I'm chafed Tars I'm chafed <laughs> <laughs> Get some cornmeal on that. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, <laughs> just always in the last couple of minutes, just yeah. deep rails. <laughs> um, but no, thank you for joining us. Yeah, this is a great film. It's been really fun. Yeah, <laughs> we have fun. Um, David, you should yeah. definitely check your fridge. Make sure that milk isn't spoiled. <laughs> gross milk is gross. Hey. Um, the, the, but the story behind that is, just so you guys get it is in the outro, is the, the fridge is your mind, you see. And mind fridge. It's a mind fridge in your mind. <laughs> and the milk is the film that we're yeah. watching. And you don't want to have gross milk in your fridge, so you gotta take it out. So yeah, that's spoiled. Yeah, it was spoiled. That. That's where yeah. it comes from. So now that we've mansplained <laughs> some wormholes to technically you, technically womansplained, womansplained, podcastplained yeah. to you yeah. the wormhole. Uh, again, thank you so much for joining us. Please keep liking and subscribing to us and stuff that people do about podcasts. Yeah. Tell people about us. We fit the mention you, Corbin. Where can they find you? Yeah. Oh, if you need to find me after you, obviously. I'll find you. Don't worry about it. your mind. I think that's the general takeaway Corbin of what you just... reaches out to everyone. What you just said. To this. You told me to fridge my mind. Like, <laughs> fucking Morpheus. Yeah. Fridge your Corbin's mind. Corbin's like, I'll go through your followers list and I'll reach out to them. Anyways. <laughs> wow. I mean, no, I'm like, not, I wasn't going to be a dick Where about can it. they find uh, you? IG, Twitter, your website. Yeah, you that can find me to. on Instagram, the lovely Instagram, at Corbin. C. Cox. It's not Crobin, Paris, okay? <laughs> Although I do answer to both in when I'm with you. Yeah. Um, other people Corbin. just get Website? 
Uh, website is www.corbincox.com. He's got some dope shit on there. I synced it. I synced like it. Like and subscribe. And he and yeah, he's available to DP stuff. I actually hired him for a DP job once. He did okay. That was really fun. Yeah, he was all right. Yeah. yeah. You're a great director. Oh, thanks. You did good. Um, but yeah, he's also acting and he directs. He directs and let's get it going. You know, there's a lot of creative people in LA making it work it's a grind but we're here thanks yeah. for coming in corbin thank you guys and thanks for not calling me corbin on the sign off really <laughs> no wonder that. i forgot about it we love you yeah corbin fifth dimension style baby. yeah fifth dimension oh, style wow. baby fifth dimensional I'm, gonna shit out of you. <laughs> I'm gonna walk home by myself yeah. i'll carry you cars. Okay. <laughs> and i'll Actually, walk really slow <laughs> killed by a giant wave that i saw coming <laughs> for miles checks his watch <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, thanks so much for coming on. Please keep listening. So much fun. Yay. Yeah. Bye. Bye.